thank you all for making it. We're going to be the number one media conglomerate in the world. The key here is act like a happy family. We're the Osbournes, and I'm Daddy fucking Warbucks, okay? Good, fine. Nobody here has any glaring substance abuse issues that almost brought down the company, right? How are things between you and your dad? Um, pretty good. He looks demented. Why is he so shiny? I always wanted one of you kids to take over. People would do well to remember there's going to be a new sheriff in town. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luck Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today we're discussing Season 2, Episode 10 of Succession. In the Season 2 finale, Logan looks for a sacrificial lamb. Among his closest allies as the future of the company hangs in the balance. Let's just go ahead and do a quick recap of Season 2, mostly because this is going to serve as the full recap, not just for of uh, Episode 10, but for of the entire season. There's not many television shows that I'll say, I will say that automatically get better in the second season. I will say that I think season two of Succession etched out season one just a hair, just a little, little bit. Um, just in, in my book, I thought season two was amazing. The majority of the, uh, the majority of the production and the writing is absolutely superb. The acting, I loved it. Uh, I do feel like there are a couple small, not dropped plot lines, but plot lines that are kind of pushed to later into either next season or sometimes plot lines in the show aren't exactly dropped, but they're resolved very quickly in a way that I was not expecting. So anyways, like I said, the pros, the writing, the acting, the production, all of it, full cylinders. The cons of the majority of the season, I will say, um, the the end of season two became somewhat predictable, but I will, uh, the, the the pros outweighed it in a way that it didn't matter for me. Um, I felt the episodic nature of this season was way more prevalent, and it didn't feel quite as serialized as I wanted it to be. And what I mean by that is. It felt like every episode was kind of like opening a new bag of chips as opposed to finishing uh, the next, as opposed to like eating a pizza and eating another slice. It felt like it was a different, not quite a different story, but um, in a way that I just want more time with these people, I guess. You know, there's the best scenes clearly with this uh, uh, show are when everyone is together and. They do have to come up with a lot of excuses to have all of these adults in one place, and it becomes kind of obvious. And, I mean, we obviously want them to be in one place, but, you know, if they're always working and whatnot, it's they have to come up with different excuses for it. Um, cons, again, there's not enough Marsha. Uh, and also, Ken has a romantic subplot that kind of just is washing back and forth throughout this entire season. And uh, overall, just kind of lands flat for me personally. Um, one of my, I thought one of the most intense episodes was absolutely uh, number three, Hunting. Um, that was directed by uh, Andre Perec. And uh, yeah, that that was a pretty amazing and also scary um, slash unpredictable episode. 
Um, Safe Room was uh, hilarious. Uh, Taryn, uh, Taryn Harvin, um got a little intense when it came to uh, Logan and Marsha, if I believe uh, that one correctly. Um, and Argentis, let me see. Um, oh, that was that was another great one. Uh, I, we got some good Greg and um, Greg and Tom action. I thought I, I could honestly just watch a supercut of uh, Greg and Tom. I just want to see all of their scenes all put together. I think it's hilarious. Um, I think that was when they had that really awkward uh, dinner. Let me see. Uh, I'd, uh, oh no, sorry, that was the one where. Um, they have the, uh, talk show at the, uh, very end. And, um, oh, we have Holly Hunter in this season. I didn't really touch too much on that character. She comes in playing a pretty intimidating force, but the way she goes out is a little bit, uh, dry for me. I think that she kind of just wiggles her way out of the season a little too easily. She becomes the scapegoat for the head of the company and, uh, yeah, I I also think that uh, the plot line with Shiv at the beginning is kind of dropped. There's this real big drive to have uh, some strong females in this season two. And Shiv was kind I was rooting for Shiv for the majority of it, but her plot and the way she carried it and just kind of exposed her hand too early just became almost uh annoying it's just like stop you need to you need to become more professional with it and uh, just not use so much of your emotion in it um dundee was another one of my favorite episodes that's where we got a little l to the og and uh that that was uh that was hilarious having you know uh logan walk into his birthday party or something that uh i think it was his birthday party or some sort of award ceremony. Let me see if... Sorry, it's not his award ceremony. It's uh, uh, the entire Roy clan travels to Logan's hometown of Dundee, Scotland, which the real actor's from, uh, for a celebration of Logan's 50 years in business. Okay, so yeah. Um, this is the episode with Logan, uh, you know, being freaked out that everyone's on this uh, amazing... Uh, place on the water I can't remember the location that they shot at but I had heard that location is uh, incredibly beautiful I'm trying to find it on IMDB I don't see it at this point Um, I remember David Chen and uh, Tara on there talk about that location Um, in Scotland it's this uh, really nice place uh, on the water Um, but yeah so he's uh Logan is not fond of having all of the recognition and going on right right then, and I believe that was when they got the L to the OG going on. And uh, then we had the DC episode, where I think that was probably one of my favorite of the seasons, uh, just bringing all of the clan uh, together to DC to have these... Um, uh, testimonies of what happened with the... Uh, uh, what is it called? The cruise line and stuff like that. And so this really forms to the last of the season who has to take the fall for those cruise line girls and what's going on with that. Um, let me see. Well, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Episode 10. This is not for 
tears. So, um, yeah, that brings us to episode 10, which is probably close to my favorite episode of the season. I, I want to say maybe either Dundee or number nine was my favorite, but number 10 is right up there with it. Um, honestly, almost movie length, hour and 14 minutes, but they go and hang out on this boat for a very long time. And while they're doing that, this is in between the testimonies of uh, what's going on with the crew stuff. And this is when Logan really sets off the, uh, you know, the, dynamite of or the hot potato of like who's gonna get the blame and i love just watching this these uh individuals just kind of like go at each other it was you know uh throw a little roman in there throw a little frank throw a little carl a little you know con doesn't matter but maybe a little jerry maybe a little tom with greg sprinkles i was dying i was like what exactly is uh, Greg Sprinkles? Um, uh, and his look of concern is just so funny in this fucking show. So um, during this whole engagement and everything, the one thing I was thinking is everyone is going at each other, and I'm pretty sure Kendall has only agreed with blaming Tom. And by the way, Shiv says that maybe Tom is, a, is the right person to take the blame as well and whoever takes the blame is apparently going to get a payout but they might also have to do prison time so everyone is just not really looking forward to this and logan had obviously said that it might have to be him and every you know pretty much everyone at the table is like yeah that's not going to happen you know shareholders not going to do that that's just not going to happen so um i did notice that kendall was very quiet no one had thrown out kendall's name as well and so I did find it interesting that no one had really put out Logan or Kendall's name, and it ended up being somewhat a combination of both by the end of this. And um, Logan does say, you know, I'm concerned about you having the girl, you know, a girl here. Y'all kind of get a little messed up. You're not in your right mind. This is not time to do that. And Kendall, by you know. Even despite wanting his girl to stay there, what is, I, I'm trying to remember his her name. Um, uh, Willa? Uh, no, no, that's uh, Khan's uh, Naomi. Sorry. Um, yeah, even we. I think us as the viewer would have engaged a little bit more with this character had she have been in more episodes. The problem is that she's only in a handful of scenes with uh, Kendall, and they just seem to be just having a very okay, you know, fun, dandy relationship. But, I mean, what was it? Only an episode, uh, like, two epi- two or three episodes before that, and uh, on the Dundee, I believe, he had another actress with him and they were having a great time for the majority of it and and he really wanted to spend more time with her and then all of a sudden uh just dropped her on the i think her name was was her name tabitha um yeah just dropped her on a dime and so um or jennifer i can't find the i don't know i can't find the actress but um anyways i i really do feel that we were not treated to a proper romance between those characters um definitely not enough rob yang definitely not enough stewie definitely not enough marcia i just want more of these characters i just you know i could infinitely watch uh these characters just do and say some of the most craziest shit 
Um, Greg the Egg, you know, we gotta love Greg. Um, there's not too much I can say about this uh, season that hasn't already been said. I mean, like I said, the... Uh, uh, the health of Logan seemed to be a problem somewhere in the middle of this, and then all of a sudden he came back from it. I definitely feel like this is somewhat of a whiplash of a lot of uh, writers in the writing room, uh, especially steering the helm of what's going on behind the scenes of where the story's being taken. Because, like, the book uh, deal is kind of dropped, which is uh, something they open with at the beginning. It's what we see uh, Greg talking to, you know, the book writer. And I I just don't really understand what the uh, point is in a lot of it. I mean, there are small threads that they bring in, like uh, Khan wanting to be uh, running for president and... He's also going broke from having to fund Willa's half a million dollar a week play. So it there there are plot lines that are wrapped up from way earlier in first season. So we can we do kind of see maybe some of them are for the long haul and we might not see it immediately. Um I am most disappointed in Shiv not getting um, the position somehow Roman got like bumped up into position of I think COO and I was like what what has he shown like enough initiative to that's where that that needed to happen like I definitely did not see that happening um, Jerry's beside him I know that a lot of people had guessed that you know Roman and Jerry might be kind of an item not only um, behind the door, but behind the doors, but like, you know, behind the desks, you know, they're going to be working hopefully politically together, uh, to pull the, uh, the strings in their favor. And that's definitely a dynamic I want to see explored further in season three. Um, uh, I do feel like Tom and Shiv are on the rockiest waters that they could have been. Um, undoubtedly the, uh, fact that she wanted to have an open relationship and brought it up to him on the night of their wedding was something that he has been struggling with for months and it finally came out in this episode it was it was cathartic to hear him say that and to say you know to um kind of go through that and you know the sad that he gets he wonders if the sad he gets without her is going to be less than the sad he gets than that's with her. And, you know, that's unfortunately sometimes relatable to a lot of people. And so um, I thought it was really good writing and um, performances from both Shiv and um, Tom McFadden. Uh, what's his name? His name, his real name's not Tom. It's Matthew McFadden. Um, his name's Tom's Wom's Gams. Um, so, yeah. Let me see what else we got to cover. Honestly, it's kind of relatively an easy uh, show to wrap up. There aren't too many psychological things that we could uh, dissect about it, although Kendall does give up his father's uh, uh, role in saying that he was complicit in the crew's cover-up. He knew all about it. It was, you know, it was all him. Um, I wanted... I, wasn't surprised that he did this honestly i was kind of more surprised that logan wasn't 
going to call this at first, you know? Like, the okay, so the whole thing is Logan has the waiter's death lingering over um, Kendall throughout the entire season. So the problem is that that's the leverage. But with using that leverage creates blackmail for Kendall in the first place. So by doing the cover-up at all, then he can just say that his father is complicit in the cover-up just as much as uh, Kendall is for murdering him. So they might he may not get as much time or anything like that, but if that were to come up. So um, he can really play some hardball with this information if he decides to use it in the way he... In, in a, smart manner um the problem is is he thinking that way now we'll find out next season on succession thank you for listening to the luck dog podcast paypal.me slash luck dog podcast for all donations it i really appreciate all the donations if you have anything large or small we take it all i appreciate it and it keeps the lights on keeps us streaming and providing uh, popular and, you know, opinionated, but also, you know, objective, a podcast that try to cover the majority of what people are feeling. I don't like to just say things are just, you know, ultra good or, you know, not that great or just shit on something or, you know, really pump it up or I, I like to really break it down as much as I can with the time I have. And so, a couple of uh, podcasts we have produced most recently were El Camino, Mr. Robot, Joker, The Fanatic, It Chapter 2, Mindhunter on Netflix, also It 2017, and an old school classic, Taxi Driver, 1976. I like to talk about the older, oldie goldies as well, if you know what I'm talking about. I guess it's not really that old, but um, in comparison to some real old films. But, you know, it's a, it's a classic. It's a golden one. It's a classic De Niro flick. So thank you for listening to the Love Dog Podcast. Check out all the links below to keep and stay in contact with the Lucky Dog Podcast information. Um, email, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, comments, questions, concerns. You already know what it is. Thank you for listening. Take it easy. Watching you people melt down is the most deeply satisfying activity on planet Earth. We aim to please. Everybody, stay in your lane. executive level business we're coming up to the finishing line cut the horse shit know your role and remember money wins here's to us